to another exciting episode of the Apollo 13 Minute, the show where each and every day, Monday through Friday, we go over one minute of probably the greatest space history movie ever made, the 1995 Ron Howard-directed feature Apollo 13. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I'm Chris Henry of the EAA Aviation Museum in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. And Chris, once again, we are back with uh, the man from the moon himself, uh, Colonel Frank Borman, who has been uh, kind enough to be uh, part part of our show here. Uh, we are recording uh, at the uh, under the auspices of the uh, EAA's uh, uh, Aviation Museum and uh, Broadcast Center, I guess. We yeah, call, yeah, call absolutely. <laughs> and uh, it's it's been a, a very exciting time here, uh, Colonel. Thank you again for being on our show. And uh, we are actually one of the things we want to talk about is uh, the exhibit that has just opened up here at the EAA's museum. Uh, actually, Chris, you're better <laughs> versed on this than I am, so. Uh, absolutely. We have just opened up uh, our new exhibit dedicated to, to Colonel Borman. Uh, not just his uh, his space career, but his support of EAA. His him and his wife Susan for over uh, uh, many years here, and uh, it as I said earlier, uh, it's quite an honor for us to be entrusted with that. Uh, none of us uh, here at the museum uh, uh, take that lightly. What that means. And we're just excited to share that with uh, with people, future generations. Uh, we really think it'll help inspire younger aviators uh, uh, coming in the door here. So, well, thank you very much. I'm honored to have it, and I think you've done a great job. Well, that, it, there's no higher compliment than that. That's uh, that's that, that's it. I can go home now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, one of the things we talk about, we're talking about the Apollo 13 movie, and uh, you mentioned earlier you thought it was pretty well done. I thought Apollo 13. Uh, was the best movie that uh, has portrayed spaceflight that I've seen. It, it does have that feeling. I mean, it, of, of all the, uh, we've talked to uh, Fred Hayes about it, and he said that it did, it, it, he said it felt like spaceflight when you were watching it. And that, yeah, that it was realistic, and uh, I, I, uh, I, I was very impressed. Wow, uh, that, that's, that's good to hear. I mean, we've, we've, we, we don't talk about other movies too much on, on, on this show, but uh, you've actually been portrayed several times in, uh, in different uh, films, most notably uh, the HBO, Tom Han another Tom Hanks uh, uh, feature, uh, From the Earth to the Moon. And uh, I think you were in several episodes of that, both, you know, the, both focusing on Apollo 8 and then your, your relationship with your lovely wife, Susan. Um, did you feel that they were, they were adequate portrayals? I haven't seen him for a long time, but I think I think that Tom Hanks, uh, you know, is a, does a good job on everything. And I, at the time that I, saw, I thought I thought he did a good job, and uh, the uh, the portrayal w was more realistic. Uh, you know, this one first man that I just seen, I thought was a unfortunate movie. I didn't think it. I thought they did a a number on uh, Neil, and it wasn't uh, wasn't really uh, designed, or it wasn't realistic as far as spacecraft goes. It, at the time, I, I've, I've always wondered this, when, when you're doing these, I mean, you knew that you were doing great and amazing things. I mean, the first time in the history of mankind we've gone to another celestial body. Um, it, was your mind on history much? I mean, I know you, I, we've talked in, on a previous episode about how your goal was to beat the Russians. But when, you were, when you're out there a quarter million miles from Earth, did you get that sense of the, the, the sense of history that this would, this would become? Frankly, no, I didn't. Uh, my total, absolutely total 
focus was mission, was getting that mission to the moon and back safely. And I wasn't thinking at all about history, <laughs> not at all, to be honest with you. It, it, it must have been odd, like when you were, I know in January of 69, uh, I think you addressed the joint session of Congress. That must have been an odd feeling being at that podium. Well, it was. Uh, you know, the, one, of the most, uh, one of the most satisfying moments in a person's life is a, is a successful endeavor. And Apollo 8 was a successful endeavor. And uh, as a result of that, of course, I'll have an opportunity to address Congress and, and do a lot of other things that I've never had an opportunity to had not been for Apollo 8. I feel very fortunate. One of the things that you did that I was impressed by was uh, they actually sent you to Vietnam to help with uh, trying to improve the conditions for the POWs. Isn't that correct? Yes. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, President Ford uh, sent around, uh, not just to Vietnam, but around the around the earth, trying to and uh, I think the main mission mission there was to highlight and bring forward the uh, plight of our prisoners located in Vietnam. And I must say that uh, although some of the prisoners have told me that it that their 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 conditions uh, did change for the better after that. I certainly didn't have a feel that that was a, a successful mission because uh, uh, there was no overt uh, opportunity or, or involvement from the from the North Vietnamese as, as to as to what we, they were going to do. As uh, as fifty years go by, um, I, I know I'm, I'm I think I'm the only one besides you, Frank, in this room that that remembers Apollo Eight uh, being being uh, live. Has your recognition gone down i mean i if i saw if i saw you in a in a kroger's or something <laughs> i would just probably do uh, I, you know i i never really uh i never really had the recognition that uh, somebody like uh, john glenn or ernie armstrong did and uh you know the answer to your question is yes it it was uh it was more uh apparent after right after the flight but after that i went back and resumed a normal life and your your lawn, on. your lawn grew back after having TV cameras and things like that. On the <laughs> you know, when you when you got back from Apollo eight, I mean, probably one of the more significant uh, moments had to be when you got reunited with your family uh, after being gone. I mean, that had to be pretty special, right? Well, that was special too because uh, you know, particularly Susan was concerned about the flight. Uh, and the boys, I don't think, really were. They were both teenagers. They had more important things to worry about. But, uh, but uh, look, we were very fortunate. It worked out well, and I, I thank God for it. We, it was, uh, it was uh, the culmination of a lot of people's effort, and it made it. They made it work. Wow. I, I, I'm. Yeah. I, I would like to talk. Do you, when you were going to the moon and back, did you have contact with your family at all? Did were they uh, were they ever brought to? The, no, they, they they went over to uh, to mission control a couple times, but look, while I was up there, I was focused on the mission, <laughs> and the last thing I wanted to do was have my uh, attention diverted by my family. My family means everything to me. Yeah. But uh, it was one of the dichotomies of a career like that I had, which was your duty to your country and your duty duty to your to your family, and uh, frankly. The, the country came first, uh, and it, well, that's a hard thing to say today, but uh, that's the way it was. Well, you're but, right. That's a much different time. Yeah. You know, I mean, that uh, you don't hear that very often anymore. No. No, it, it, I mean, it, it's, uh, I think it's a generational thing now. Uh, mm -hmm. 
my you know my my parents came and your parents did too from the the great the greatest generation of the people my my dad was in World War Two, and um, it, it was a thing that everybody did that was just the norm that you were you know part of the military and it, it was just another another function, um, and nowadays it's not not as common. Uh, no. Well, we really haven't been faced with a an overt challenge that we were faced with uh, with the communist Russia, or of course even more so with the with the Nazis and the Japanese. So uh, I, I was very proud of the people. There were four hundred thousand people uh, in that program. It wasn't just the astronauts that that put the country or the program first. A lot of uh, Americans put it first. Yeah. You know, I have a, I have one question for you. I know that in one of your 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 PPKs that you took up, I believe they said that you took some of the Snoopy pins that they would hand out to people who help make a difference. Uh, do you remember? Is there anybody that stood out specifically to you that you handed one out to? No, I can't remember specifically. Uh, I I can tell you that the the motivation to succeed in that program went all the way through NASA. Uh, you know, one of the things that uh, we did a lot was uh, was do uh, zero defect missions to the different factories. And I remember going through, uh, it was the uh, the autopilot pro, uh, factory in, in uh, Denver. I went through it after midnight and everybody was working. There was a, one lady there who must have weighed 200, 300 pounds. She got me and belt me in her arms and, <laughs> and said, don't you worry, because we're all doing our job real well. <laughs> and that, that attitude pervaded. That was a wonderful place to work. We've had the chance to interview, um, you know, uh, people who worked what you would call behind the scenes, you know. And uh, you're right, that, that attitude, uh, we, we talked to Dee O'Hara. And, uh, I mean, right down to, you know, the, the, the aerospace nurse. I mean, totally. She was wonderful, yeah. Great, great person, yeah. totally devoted to her job. Yeah. You know. You don't. You don't get that unless there's a there's, there's a realization that uh, the country's at risk. I yeah. don't believe you do anyway. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you could uh, could infuse that kind of dedication in uh, Chrysler or General Motors. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, here here we are, 50 years on from uh, from the Apollo 8 mission, and although I think the current generation they really only know about Apollo 11 and Apollo 13, I think are the two, and thanks to movies, uh, that seems to be their their knowledge base, but uh, you guys were the first, and you did it without the net of a of a lunar module. When when you were planning the C Prime mission to go to go around the moon without a lunar module, did you consider that contingency, like the contingency of, of not having a lifeboat? Did that ever come up? No, not really. Uh, as I said, the mission plan was developed in one afternoon with Chris Kraft as the as the leader, and uh, we all knew what was going to be, and uh, then we sat down and and. Uh, you know the the desire of the of, of Chris's planners was to stay at the moon as long as possible so they could track it and get all the information. My desire was to to do it as short as possible so there wasn't to lower the risk of a failure. But uh, there was no doubt in NASA at that time who the boss was. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there, there weren't committees. We didn't take they didn't take votes, and uh, NASA was run the way it, in my opinion that. Uh, that an organization should be run. The leaders listened to every informed uh, opinion they could, and then they made the decision, and Kraft was that way. I, I remember I wasn't hot about taking the TV camera, and Kraft said, look, the American people need to, they're paying for it, they need, this is history. And Chris was right, I was wrong. 
So, uh, and not that it would have been much different if I, because <laughs> he was the boss. Yeah. Uh, did, did you push for a, for a free return trajectory rather than uh, no, not at, not at all. It was already been decided that that was going to be a, and I didn't. Uh, although I thought that uh, a free return trajectory would be enough to beat the Russian, but we also Apollo eight, you know, had an important position in the program, but so did Apollo seven. If Apollo yeah. 7 hadn't been successful, we'd have never been to Apollo 8. It was a very well-thought-out flight program, and it was done with a uh, consideration of the minimum risk, but nevertheless the, max the maximum uh, results. Yeah. I do have a question on, uh, and it's not about Apollo, the Apollo 13 movie that we're talking about, but in From the Earth to the Moon, they had a picture of the uh, uh, command and service modules with the Apollo docking probe. I just want to make sure the Apollo 8 did not carry a docking probe with it, right? No, we did not have a docking probe. Okay. No. Yeah, that, that, that always bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, you know, you're, you're the second person that asked me that. Probably. Really? I don't know why. Yeah, there are a lot of other people. Okay, yeah, it's just it's just one of those things when you see the movie, you go, that yeah. can't be because they wouldn't be able to do the parachute thing because anyway, you <laughs> no, can't we, open the door. <laughs> no, we didn't. You know. Okay. Wow. Um, when uh, the... Uh, the mass simulator that was on the S4B, did you do any translation and like like s simulated docking with it? or did Well, we did. Uh, one of the things, one of the objectives was to to make certain that you could turn around and, and easily pick up the lunar module. And that turned Look, the, the Apollo program, the Apollo spacecraft was remarkable. It was very easy to fly. The autopilot was fantastic uh, from the standpoint of it was all controlled. You know, you're your hand controller basically controlled the, an autopilot that uh, that operated it. So, so it was uh, it was a uh, a very fine vehicle and uh, and well look how well it performed. Yeah. The lunar module the same way. Yeah, you're home here, so that yeah. <laughs> it yeah. worked. The other time, probably the, one of the most tension-filled times of, of the whole Apollo 8 mission is waiting for that SPS to fire uh, on the on the backside of the moon. That, was that a, was that ten, tense for you, or did you? I think the the uh, the most anxiety that uh, I felt, and I I think it was true for Jim and Bill also, but you'd have to check with them, was uh, waiting to uh, for trans Earth injection, firing the SPS. Uh, the thing that operated perfectly two times when we used it to uh, slow up to lunar orbit, to catch be captured by lunar orbit, and then again to circulate around. But uh, we had to fire it, as I recall, was something like over three minutes to get out of Earth orbit, and uh, I mean out of lunar orbit, yeah. and uh, <laughs> I was glad it worked. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, great. Well, uh, Frank, thank you again so much for being a part of the show, and, and I really appreciate being up here uh, to see your, your new museum uh, wing. That is really fascinating. If, if anybody has the chance to get to Oshkosh, this is definitely the place to be because there's some remarkable artifacts. Well, not just not just Apollo 8, but uh, there's a, a remarkable museum here based basically on aviation history, which is oh for sure, which yeah. is my uh, passion, and, and especially focused on general aviation, which yeah. is just the every man's uh, dream of flight. I mean, yeah. it, it's it, it shows but you that anybody can. Were it not for the EAA, I'm absolutely convinced general aviation would be uh, in deep trouble in this country. Agreed, definitely. I, I, that that's certain. Wow. Well, this is, I don't know how we're ever going to top this yeah, episode. This, yeah. is, this is fantastic. <laughs> Again, uh, thank you, uh, Colonel Bormer, for being on. Uh, for folks listen wanted to listen to previous episodes of this, we have many other fascinating discussions. You can find us always on Apollo13minute.com. 
uh, where you can uh, check out previous episodes. You can find us on social media, of course, at Twitter, uh, Apollo 13 Minute, or on Facebook, the Apollo 13 Minute Mission Control. Uh, looks like we're coming up on loss of signal in 30 seconds, so we will see you here next time on the Apollo 13 Minute. <laughs>